Welcome to the RPG Podcast. And we are live. Oh, God, Pat! Presented by Sheep. A Time Wheel Production. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Robert Patton Global Podcast. Thank you for coming back. And thank you um, to my guest here, Aaron Marino, Alpha M. Uh, Robert, thank you for having me. No, I'm so pumped to talk to you. It's been a while, man. Last time I saw you was, was when was that? that was, I mean, it was the last official uh, Menfluential Conference right before the world went crazy. Remember, it was nuts. That was like, we we literally dodged that bullet for having that conference. Uh, for those of you listening, we uh, my my business partner uh, Antonio Centeno, who Robert, you're you're good friends with as well. Um, we used to put on this this conference in Atlanta every year, and we'd have a bunch of people come and hang out, and it was just a great like business sort of just like mentorship sort of experience and opportunity. And I think that's really, you know, for me, being around successful people, being around other people that kind of have the same sort of mindset and goals, it's like nothing else. Like, like there's so much energy and just inspiration you can gain from other people. Anyway, all that to say last year, or I guess it was two, 2020. Yeah, it was, it was last year, February, right? March. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it was COVID was just starting. You were starting to hear about it. And I remember we were shopping for the event at like Costco and they're like, hey, do you think we should get some hand sanitizer and just put them out on the table? And we're like, yeah, why not? So we got like a case of hand sanitizer. Well, interestingly enough, we left it there. We're like, it's hand sanitizer. A week later, you couldn't find any hand sanitizer anywhere. I'm like, man, we, we totally missed out. But yeah, it it literally um, was, was that was kind of like the last week or maybe it was one week after that where everything started to just go crazy and things started to shut down. And so, um, yeah, it's the last time I saw you, Robert. Well, and that's when we really like officially started working together. I know I, I was going around and talking to um, the Anson Belt guy and uh, just a, the a couple of other vendors that you work with, the other promoters that work with, you know, the Alpha M page. And it, because I, I, you have a really big page, right? And we never worked with someone as with such a big following. And I was, it's, you know. People don't need to know the nitty gritty details behind the the magic of it all. But I was like, does it work? I was like, we just, and people, they were saying, yeah, he's the man. And so when we gave it a shot in June of last year, it was, uh, you really helped uh, shape last year's growth uh, tremendously. And you are a huge influence on our, our business's growth over the past 12 months. And we really appreciate you just on, on a side note, I wanted to thank you. No, absolutely. That. And I love, and, and you've been a huge supporter of what we've been doing for a long time. And I just love your story is inspirational. And, you know, and, and here's the thing. I mean, you know, it's about connecting and, and being around people that are, that you just like, and that you resonate with. I mean, life's too short to be around assholes and, uh, and, you know, and, and, you know, there's nothing like helping you know, people that are good people and, and really just wanting them to succeed. And so, you know, anything that we can do, man, you, you're doing something special. And so that's something that I'm just incredibly proud to be a part of. And, and I just, I love everything about your company, your product and, and what you're, what you're all about, man. You're a good dude, Robert. You're a good dude. Oh, you're too kind. You are a good dude. Like, you know, I think we started around the same time. Although I see 2006 ish, you started you started <clears throat> consulting people on style. <laughs> Just because my other business before that failed so bad, and I was driving a beer cart and uh, to put gas in my car. Yeah, so I, I need to figure out another way to make some money that that didn't require any any inventory or 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 basically startup capital. And so I started helping guys just dress better. And, um, you know, my story is kind of weird. It, it, it took a, a hard left turn in 2006 when I filed bankruptcy, but yeah, it was 2006. And, uh, up until that point, the only thing I ever wanted from the age of 12 years old was to own a fitness center. And so, you know, I came from a, uh, my, my, my stepfather at the time, I had a few stepfathers. One was kind of abusive, and, um, and so my, at 12 years old, I kind of lost my confidence and my, 
my my voice. I I ended up, you know, when you're when you're a little kid, man, when you're around, you know, it's amazing how things shape you, right? Like you don't even realize it, but looking back in hindsight, you know, after therapy, you know, for me, uh, it was, it, it was uh, you know, just something where, you know, I, I had this abusive stepfather and, uh, and it taught me to kind of keep my mouth shut and just like keep everything repressed and in. And I, and as a result, I, I lost my ability to st sort of stand up for myself. And so when I was 12 years old, I, I saw the movie Rocky and Rocky four, when the Russian, you know, fought, fought Rocky. And I, I saw those bodies and I was like, dude, I'm like, if a body can look like that, that's what I wanted. And so for Christmas that year, I had my mom, she's like, what do you want for Christmas? I'm like a gym membership. And so, uh, 12 years old, I go to the gym. I felt amazing. And it was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. If I feel this good here, <clears throat> even though at home I was having, you know, a tough time, I felt like, like, amazing when I went to the gym and my confidence, you know, skyrocketed there. And so I, I knew from 12 years old, I wanted to own a fitness center. Fast forward a um, <clears throat> few years, a lot, you know, a few years, I, I went to college, got a degree in business management, okay. got out, moved to Atlanta and uh, started working as a personal trainer at a health club, met a guy, we opened a nutrition store, then three nutrition stores. And then he wanted to sell, sell illegal stuff. And I realized at that point that if I, you know, got, if we got caught, you know, I, I would not, I would, I would be popular in prison. I wouldn't thrive in prison now. Oh. And, so, <laughs> and so I, uh, I ended up leaving, met a woman, um, that, that I actually at the, at the nutrition <clears throat> store, I, I met a woman, Linda and helped her lose a hundred pounds. And, uh, and she was like, Hey, I, I want to help other people. Would you be interested in, uh, in starting a personal training studio with me? And, and that was all, you know, that was it amazing. And, uh, you know, unfortunately, no matter how much you want something, <laughs> no matter how much you try, sometimes it's just not in the cards. And, uh, we signed the lease to our fitness center on September 11th, as in the September 11th. Whoa. And uh, that's, that was an omen as to how that business was going to unfold in a fiery, you know, rubble. Um, and that's kind of what happened. Um, you know, we tried to expand, we had investors, there was a lot of legal issues and, um, and we ended I ended up, you know, at the time, 2006, I, I had about half a million dollars of debt that I was personally, you wow. know, responsible for because of, you know, equipment leases and business leases and, and small business loans. And, you know, and I, and I, it was, I was driving, I was literally taking money off of my credit cards to pay my staff at the time. And, and, um, wow. I ended up having to uh, drive a beer cart at a country club because that's the only job that I could do on weekends and make tips because nobody would hire me to be like a bartender or server. Cause I had never done that. And so, uh, shut everything down in 2006. And, and the worst part about it, it wasn't about being broke. I grew up broke, right? right. Like we were on welfare and, 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 you know, government assistance and food stamps. I remember just to give a, a sort of a, a perspective. I remember being like 13 years old and, and wanting to go get a piece of pizza what? and uh, asking my mom, said, Hey, do you have a dollar and 25, a dollar 25 cents um, that I can have and go to, with Nikki to go get a piece of pizza? And, um, and she said, No, we don't have, we yeah, don't have an really literally. And when you, I think about that today, I think about a dollar 25. If like you've got a dollar 25 underneath your seat in your car, like to think about like a dollar 25, we didn't have extra, an extra dollar 25. And so anyway, so broke was not something that I was unfamiliar with. And, um, but the, the hardest part about that point in my life is that I'm driving a beer cart, but I didn't know what, what success looked like anymore because at that point, everything was taken away from me. Like the only thing that I ever wanted in my life was a fitness center from the age of 12 years old. And I had it. And then when that goes away, it's like, well, what now? I, I didn't have a plan B. I didn't know what to do next. It was like, fuck, like what, <laughs> what do I do? And so that's kind of where everything kind of, you know, took a little bit of a left turn and, and things just changed for me. But so you had the, entrepreneurial spirit that whole you know like you kept trying you know you, you didn't like just give up you did file bankruptcy i guess because five hundred thousand is a is a hard hole to climb out of and i that i you know that option was there for a reason you know i think they changed the bankruptcy laws so you can't really file that easily anymore so hopefully you got in before they changed i think it was right around that time that i actually filed bankruptcy i was uh, like I, I didn't finish college. I'd used up all my college uh, 
funds from my grandparents or whatever, which was only like 10 grand. And I was at a dead end job and payroll making $12 an hour. And I did, you know, I had like debt up to my ears with no hope of buying a house. Cause I was living in California and California houses were you know, half a million back then making and making $12 an hour just wasn't going to happen. Ultimately that's when I joined the army. It was like 2006 our, both of our lives changed dramatically that year. And it was two years later in 2008 when I was on my second tour that I had the idea for Sheath. And then, you know, two years later we launched, which was a total bust. And three years later we relaunched and that's when we started kind of seeing some success. But it was that never giving up type of an attitude. And you obviously had the type of work ethic that you know, you, you just wouldn't quit. And you, you, I like that attitude, that persistence, you know, I try to tell people like, if you don't quit, eventually you'll find your path. And, um, but once you quit, you know, it's kind of over. Yeah. And, and that's one, one thing I just like people listening, um, you know, the one thing people like, well, what advice do you have? Well, my advice to, to most people is, you, you know, success doesn't always look like what you hope it will or expect it to. And you just got to keep your eyes open because no matter how much you want something, sometimes it just isn't going to happen. And I think that, you know, it's hard to come to that conclusion and realize. Well, I wanted to be in the NBA. You know what I mean? Like I wanted, when I was your, when you wanted to be a, a prof, like a professional bodybuilder, yeah. open a gym, I wanted to be in the NBA and I worked so hard for just to be average. I had to work like twice as hard as everyone else. Cause I had no real physical gifts. Yeah. I mean, I'm healthy and I had a strong will and that got me far, but I, I ended up like hurting myself. So, because I was trying so hard and I, every time I got injured, I would try to come back too soon. And because I wanted it so bad, but that just to, to, you know, uh, corroborate what you were saying, it's just like, no matter how wet, bad you want some things, it's just not in the cards. Exactly. And and you've got to just be aware that that sometimes you just got to keep your eyes open and opportunities may present themselves that that don't look at like opportunities at the time. But if you just, you know, continue to pull that that thread, you know, oh, wait a second, maybe this is working a little bit or maybe I, I kind of dig this and this is a little bit, you know, more fun than I thought. And, and uh, yeah, now it, it's amazing, you know, what sort of the universe has in store for you if you just keep your eye open and, and just keep working and and you know don't give up well okay so I, this is a weird connection as well i think one of your first youtube videos was in 2010 and I, I think it right around there and that was when we launched sheath like officially for the even though it was a bust and it took three more years of tinkering to to relaunch but that uh you know you so so you launched your youtube channel 11 years ago give or take yeah yeah and uh like how did that happen and why and and it, it, I mean it, and tell me about how it went from nothing to this huge success that it is today and how thirteen how years yeah so yeah so I so at the time I I was doing the uh, the image consulting and trying to help guys dress it this was back in two thousand and like eight and um and my wife gave me a video camera for 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 Christmas in two thousand seven. And, you know, I'm not a tech savvy guy. I thought she was giving it to me because she wanted to like film ourselves getting freaky. It was not oh, yeah. the case. Yeah, it wasn't the case. She did not. <laughs> and so, Beyond, so I'm like, oh, shit, minutes, I got so. a big mouth and, and a video camera. What do I do? And, um, and so I, I had been on YouTube at that point only like probably one or two times prior to that. And I'm like, well, like maybe there's other people that just want, you know, basic advice on, on style. And, and, um, because, you know, at the time there was, you know, GQ magazine and Esquire and I am, you know, no, I am not the most stylish person, but you know, I know more about style and clothing than I happen to know about football kind of thing. And so it's like, well, let me just see if there's a market for this. And so I started posting a few videos in, in 2008 and, and it was, uh, my first video. I remember there was a comment from a guy who's like, Hey, I'm a big guy. What should I wear to look better? And it was like, that was it. That was the moment where it's like, this is amazing. I was, I was validated for the, I felt like for the first time, like people actually wanted to know what I had to say. And there was this audience and, and that was kind of what hooked me. And so that's kind of where it all started from there. It was just off to the races and, and, you know, and there's been a lot of like iterations of, of me doing content. I mean, like I said, I, I, 
I, uh, I didn't always have like the healthiest relationship with myself in terms of, um, the first, I would say two years I did YouTube videos, I, I would be drunk every single video because Whoa. like my, my routine was on Friday, I get like a six pack of beer. I'd go up into my room and I'd film my video. And so I would, you know, cause I would get a little <laughs> bit nervous and like, you couldn't see it, but in some of my videos, like they're like my earlier videos, when I'm in this bedroom, there's a credenza sitting right next to me. And there's, there's like, there's like six pack of beer sitting there. And in between each take, I, you know, get a drink. And by the end of it, my wife would get home from work and I'd be just, uh, I'd be passed out on the couch. And so not exactly, uh, healthy and not exactly, um, productive. And so, um, yeah, so it's changed a lot over the years, but yeah, it's, it's been just a, a, a grind. Nothing came fast. Nothing was easy. It's, it's, and that's kind of the, the takeaway, I guess, for life, you know, anything great that you ever expect to accomplish is going to take a hell of a lot of work and it's going to be harder and take longer than you think it will. At least it did for me. Well, and like, as you started getting more and more uh, like uh, comments and you're responding to them, you're getting that feedback and, and the channel starts growing. It, becomes, it kind of becomes an animal uh, of its own and you're like a slave to it. Well, now you got to make these videos, you get, you know, and so now people think, you know, like I own sheath or whatever, but I work for sheath. I am, a, I'm an employee of sheath and I do own it. I get, you know, but I, if I, it's the boss, you know, the people, the, the customers, the consumers are the boss. And I'm here to just keep things running smooth. It's like a baby. I want to make sure it keeps growing and gets everything it needs, but it takes work. Absolutely. You know? Everything does. Everything does. And you, so, but you're also doing other uh, ventures, you know, like with the TJ Hanley, which I just put on. I nice. I know Hanley. I was going to say, Robert, your skin looks buttery smooth and, and sexy. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, you know, it's funny because I never did that. I never did any, you know, uh, skincare uh, until yeah. around 2015, which is when I got TJ Hanley. And I don't, I think I just saw you promoting it or something and I bought it and I, and I, I don't know. As a business owner, I was like, I bet they'll like if I do this. So I, I took a picture of myself before, and then I took a picture of myself after, and it was a huge difference. Like oh, I yeah. looked like shit, and then I looked great. Yeah, yeah. Skincare is amazing. <laughs> you know, skincare is one of those things where, you know, if if you don't do anything to your face, you know, and I think that a lot of guys don't talk about stuff like that because it's not like something I go up to my buddies and I'm like, hey, hey, so your skin looks great. You know, what are you, what are you using? Right. It's not like that. And so, um, you know, and that's, that's one of the, the, uh, the, the realities, but, but yeah, I mean, when you start doing basic things like washing your face and using a moisturizer, I mean, you look better and, and it doesn't take, you know, weeks or months to really notice it. You look better almost, almost immediately. And then, uh, you know, for me, I just, I want to look, you know, I want to age gracefully, but I want to not, you know, I don't want to look older than I need to. And, and I definitely still want to, you know, look handsome and, and, you know, I feel like I owe it to my, my wife to, to continue to, you know, try to, try to be attractive and, and, uh, you know, just like she, I expect her to take care of herself. I expect me to take care of myself as well. And it, there's nothing wrong with that. And, and I think that a lot of guys will get a little bit weird, like, Oh, it's, it's vain. Ah whatever. We do a lot of things in the name of vanity, but you know, wanting to look good. There's nothing wrong with handsome, Robert. Look good, feel good. And then <laughs> That's you know, I want her to be attracted to me. I want to stay attracted to her and I want to, you know, I want to look good for my wife and I try to stay fit and I need to dress a little better. <laughs> I, got, I got my Lululemon, I got my Lululemon pants. I love those. Yeah. And, and I got my Anson belt. Yep. And I wear my sneakers, you know, and then just like my yeah. a hoodie and a, and a sheath shirt usually. <laughs> that's it. That's all. That, that, that's perfection, man. Don't, don't change a thing. No, I want to, I like the suits. I, I, I went to a, a like a fancy kind of suit store like called Rutledge's. Actually, it's the only store that carries sheath here in our local um, town, Colorado Springs. And uh, it's a really fancy high, higher end suit. They, they'll like make customized suits and stuff. And the guy, he always looks so sharp. The, the guy that sells the suits and you, and you, you know, you do too, whenever you're on, uh, when, when you dress up and stuff, it's like, I, I looked a little bit like it's unfitted. It's like too baggy and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I just, I need, I need to clean it up. Cause 
I like like Conor McGregor as yeah. a good example of someone who like looks sharp. You want to look sharp. This podcast is brought to you by ohanakavabar.com. Now, ohana means family. But what is kava? Kava is a root from the South Pacific. It makes you calm and happy. Just go to ohanakavabar.com. Choose your favorite brew. They have many to choose from with more on the way. And I personally like the tincture. It tastes good. It gets you quick and you're calm and relaxed in a moment. It cools and calms the nerves. And I think you'll like it. Let them know we sent you. Support this podcast by supporting our sponsors and support this company. So go to ohanakababar.com. Use promo code SHEATH. You're going to love it. Doesn't taste that great, but chase it with a nice pineapple. You will not be disappointed. Trust me on that. Ohanakababar.com. Ohana's family. Use promo code SHEATH. You're welcome. Last but not least, SHEATHUNDERWEAR.com. The greatest underwear on the planet. The underwear of legends. The underwear that keeps your balls from sticking to your legs. That's right. This is the best underwear because it keeps your boys cool. Check out sheathunderwear.com. Back to the show. Now, Connor, Connor brought, I mean, he's, I mean, you, and that's his thing, right? It's, it's, uh, he is not ashamed to, to, I mean, he gets dressed up, you know, to go ride the exercise bike to rehab his knee <laughs> or right. his leg, right? Yeah. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's, yeah, he definitely brings it to the next level. And it's a, it's a degree of respect and just like a little bit intimidation. Like, it's just, it's a, it's a good look and it's definitely, um, you know, you have more opportunities when you, when you take care of yourself and, and present a package that, that people, you know, respect a little bit more. Absolutely. Absolutely. As a representative, as, I mean, as, if you're an athlete, if you're an influencer, you want to represent these companies that you're being sponsored by well and look good. And um, do you watch the UFC? Yeah, I, I used to watch it all the time religiously. And then, um, and then, you know, I guess in the past, I used to watch like all the Ultimate Fighter like shows, like yeah. the, uh, like I used to get really into it. Um, and then you know, and I think the reason why I'm so into it and love it so much is that like I've never been in a fight ever, and um, and so like I like the idea of of like like doing. I I was a wrestler, but I never like have been in like a wow. brawl. And, That's uh, hardcore though. Wrestling's hard. If you can endure, I quit wrestling, high school wrestling after two days, and. <laughs> I'm kind of ashamed, but it was so hard. That's yeah, yeah. the hardest yeah. sport in uh, in high school. Absolutely. So no, I, there's just something so amazing about the sport, and there's it's just pure, you know, in terms of you know two guys just kind of like wrestling. You know, there's no bullshit. You go in there, and the best man loses <laughs> or the best like man wins. I just, two bulls, you know, yeah, like yeah. Two, you're, it's like mano and mano to the fullest, and the the work ethic I think can't help but translate outside of wrestling. You know, once you yep. move on to whatever it is that you're going to do, you're going to carry that work ethic along with you. And Yeah, and the U- UFC is amazing. I mean, all those guys, I, I haven't kept up with it as much in the past few few years, but now I'm, I'm still familiar and uh, definitely enjoy it. Yeah, we, well, I, I don't know. There's a guy named Brandon Marino, the flyweight champion, 125. His name is... Brandon Marino. We're probably yeah. related. All his Dagos are related. <laughs> exactly. So I wanted to, a little uh, connection there. And he's he's a badass. It's, it's pretty cool. to. We, and we have a champion, you know, like she yeah. that, that is. We, we sponsor a champion. And, and that's what I have been wanting for so quite some time. Let me ask you time. something. How does, how does it work in terms of, you know, because this is kind of, you know, about business, your podcast. Like, how does it work? Like, have you seen, um, is it, it's harder to, connect the dots in terms of advertising spend and sponsorship with you know like like a nascar spot like if you threw a logo on like a nascar it's like well how do you like brand awareness like there's got to be a dollar amount that you can place on it but without the ability to really you know track how do you how do you how do you value sort of the ad spend or the sponsorship spend because that's essentially what you're doing sponsoring uh, an athlete right and so yeah. So how do you how do you even 
it's hard to quantify those things. Like you said, like with you and with other YouTubers or whoever, we have a code and you can track the code and you can put it against uh, what you spent. Whereas with these guys, sometimes they'll use a code and it comes back. You'll get like a very small percentage coming back in and you know, it, it really is, it's almost like a luxury to sponsor a NASCAR or, or, you know, formula one or, or athletes like this. Cause you don't know. And when it's, when times are bad, those are the first ones to go yeah. because it's like, well, we don't know what you're really doing if you're doing anything. And, but I can tell, I know Marino's doing good because it, it's, we started with him when he was at 300,000 followers on Instagram and now he's over a million. I mean, and it went up really fast when he won the yeah. belt. So that was fortunate on our part. We sponsored uh, Cowboy Cerrone who, you know, he was at a relatively lower uh, follower rate. And then when he fought Connor, his uh, followers got doubled like to 2.5 million or whatever. Yeah. And that really added value. And so, him in particular, Cowboy, opened up a lot of doors. Just like when people hear we work with you, they're like, oh, okay, well, fuck. If, you're, if they're working with him, then then he's they must be good. And so Cowboy opened up so many more doors to other athletes for credibility. Yeah. And so there's some value. It's just the dollar for dollar quantification is hard. That's a word. It's yeah. hard to... Uh, good enough. <laughs> I make shit up too. <laughs> it, it is a thing. And, and I, and you know, with shipping, so talking about business and people out there, whatever, you're going to start seeing some delays in products because there's a hundred freight liners off the coast of Los Angeles waiting to unload their freight. And there's not enough trucks or for what, because of all of the COVID stuff. And, so we don't have that much product. Like we're running on fumes product wise. We're air freighting stuff now. Yep. And, and that costs a lot of money, which interferes with your margin. Like I get it, man. That's, that's something that, that all of my businesses are dealing with, you know, and give you an example. Like I sell, uh, I sell sunglasses, right? And so they're made over in China. Well, Okay, that's great. No big deal. Normally, <laughs> normally, normally, you know, to get, you know, say a thousand sunglasses, you know, shipped over here within a week, you know, might, might, you know, be $2,000. So you're adding like $2 in terms of shipping costs. Well, for that same 1000, it's $8,000 now. And yeah. so it, it's like, like the, the shipping costs have just exploded the delays and the times in terms of, you know, I mean, we're having trouble now just getting like packaging. I mean, you can't imagine. And then, and then a lot of these shippers like the DHLs and these, you know, they're, they're just, they're so overwhelmed that, you know, you, you think that you get pissed off at, at the companies like, Hey, it's delayed. It's not our fault. We shipped your package out. It's just, it's, everything is slow and it's everything. Like bottlenecking. Yeah. And it's expensive now. And so, yeah, it's, uh, you know, I just got an email the other day, yesterday. We were like, Hey, can we order some more body wash? Sure. It's going up, you know, 7%. I'm like, fuck, why? <laughs> They're like, we can't, you know, every, our costs are going up. So your costs are going up. And so it's, it's a, it's a very, tricky time right now to operate an e-commerce business um just with the shipping the covid there are definitely some ramifications that we're all facing it sounds like you're facing them pretty good yourself there robert my yeah and my only like saving grace is we started 10 years ago and we got we got th through the hard times of building the brand and and having loyal customers and and a reputation and so if we're a little bit behind our customers are going to maybe wait for us where so if a new company wanted to start a brand now the barrier to entry is going to be so much higher with those shipping costs like we got away for years with reasonable shipping prices and now it's going to you know 400 times increase is what we're seeing for freight and air uh, air freight and shipping and then even costs of materials and packaging it's all going up and so, but, and then people aren't working, so yeah. stuff stopped moving. It's a whole, it's like all, it's like a perfect storm of, of, of shit show to, but I'm hoping that by the end of the year, I've, I heard, you know, I've been, I watched the news on, you know, I was checking like articles on like doc workers in LA, like what's going on. And essentially by 2022, we should be like through this bottlenecking and kind of mm -hmm. get things back smooth flowing again i hope 
Yeah, through the holidays. That's always a th- <laughs> maybe. I know. And we're yeah. so we have yeah, we have forty thousand units sitting in a but one of those hundred freight liners off the coast of LA right now. And I'm hope you know, as long as we get it before Christmas, we'll be good. And in a in a selfish sort of a way, I'm sort of hoping our competitors don't get theirs until next year. <laughs> it's all right. You don't have to. You, you're, you're, this is war. Business is war. Here's a crazy story. So I, um, so I ordered here. I can actually, I got them right here. So I decided that I was going to, with Pete and Page and my grooming company, I was oh, going to make, course. I was going to make butt wipes, right? I'm like, yeah, sure. Right. Great. Great. Pete great and Pedro, uh, conditioner and yep, hair products. And we yeah. do. We have a bunch of grooming tool or products and stuff. So anyway, so I'm like, Hey, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to sell butt wipes. And so I have a maid there's being shipped over. We're like, we're not air freighting them. They're going to send it, you know, the long way yep. we find out a big tsunami yeah. hits the tanker ship knocks like a ton of these like these these shipping containers off into the ocean i'm like wait a second that happens and they're like yeah this happens like more than you realize so we're like oh sh- you know crap uh you know we don't have our product then about six months later they're like oh we found your your container and here's your package i'm like what and so so now i just got these like like the other day They've got a year, they're a two-year expiration. I've lost a year of expiration on this product, which is a bad product. Here's another reason why this is a bad product that you got to think through it, gentlemen. I didn't realize how heavy butt wipes are, right? You think it's, you know, it can't be that. It's like shipping a wet roll of toilet paper (laughs) to everybody. It's heavy. And so what can you charge for these? This is a huge loser that I'm just trying to get rid of before I have like 10,000 units. And I'm just like, here, take them like two for one, three for one special. But anytime you add three of them, then your shipping cost goes like, so I'm, mm -hmm. yeah, big, big lesson learned on that one. Well, there's, I just watched the Paul, uh, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley fight. Did you watch that? No, who, uh, Jake won, right? Barely. I didn't, really, yeah. I didn't really realize, I saw like them standing. I didn't realize how much bigger Jake was than, than, than uh, Ty, Tyrone, right? Tyrone, yeah, Tyron Woodley. He's a big dude. They're, yeah, Jake is a big dude. Um, and I predicted, I have it on video, that he was going to win, but not that, but I'm like super into it. I got my Venom hoodie and shit, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but the reason I brought it up is because Tyron, the his biggest sponsor was Dude Wipes. No, really? Yeah, and so huh. maybe it, I mean, like, it, maybe it's not such a bad move. And no, maybe you got him in time. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. There's, I yeah. It's it's a uh, nah. It's it, it, it's a, it's a huge loser. I gotta get rid of him. You want? <laughs> well, that, but but maybe with some momentum, with any kind of publicity that you can capitalize on with the new, you know. Just like target dude wipes buyers, obviously yeah, yeah. you know how to work. Yeah, hey, buy 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 a pair of sheath underwear. Get a get a pack of Pete and Pedro butt wipes. <laughs> we'll do you, a combo. you don't want you don't want that because the shipping cost is too high. But yeah, no. So, well, yeah, and but- what's sweet about sheath is they are so light and they fit like right in those little packages, and Nailers, can, yep. it's it's literally. And it was it was by accident. I didn't like plan all this out, but I was like, this is like the perfect product to move because it doesn't expire. It's you know like something that nobody had really gotten into as far as like luxury besides like Versace. And now the uh, we have a, quite a few competitors, and you know a shirt can be 50, 60 bucks, no problem. Go buy a shirt. It's the, but underwear had to be like three dollars for some reason. But no underwear's. Forty dollars yeah. now, fifty dollars yeah. sometimes. So, and that is just—it's like good little these little golden nuggets I have. Every yeah, and, every pair is. Yeah, and like, and, the, and the thing is, like like women, they spend a ton of money on like mm-hmm. like lingerie and and you know wanting to feel good and look good. And that's the thing about sheath, right? And I always joke about it, but it's true. Like like you put them on and you look gigantic. <laughs> They make you look huge because they separate everything, right? The old modeling trick, you know, lift and tuck and all that. And so a little push forward, just a tiny, it's because like normally they might go in between your legs, which is what sheath obviously tries to prevent. But that little nudge forward gives that little pronounced effect. Absolutely. And the ladies (laughs) seem to like that. And, and I, I like it. It's good for, it's good for photography and it just shows like a little bulge. People like a little bulge. Yep. Absolutely. And so, yeah, no, that's a, 
Yeah, women spend, like I said, a lot of money on 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 lingerie and feeling and looking good. And I think guys are starting to get it. Like, okay, you know what? There is a huge difference in wearing a pair of like tidy whiteys or even like cotton boxer briefs versus something that has a nicer, you know, fabric that is more like fitting to the body. It's just a different experience. You feel totally. better, you look better, and it just feels good. Like when you put them on, like there's that that moment when you put on a nice pair of, you know, underwear where it's like, oh, you know, it, it just feels better. It's so nice. I remember that reminds me of when we did a Kickstarter in 2013 <clears throat> and it was successful and it was great. And we reordered from China and the first, like the first shipment they sent us was perfect. And everybody was happy. We gave everybody their product. We sold out and we ordered more. And then that reorder, for whatever reason, this company decided to just fuck us over and send us botched product that we couldn't sell. And so we had to do another Kickstarter and, but, and find another manufacturer. And in that meantime, like I never, I didn't give up though. It was like this weird thing. And I tell people like, I, it was I didn't hesitate. It was like, I'm not going to quit. It's like, there was never that thought in my mind. It's like, okay, now we just have to figure out the next move. And like, lo and behold, this manufacturer comes out of the sky and like asks to uh, make our product for us. And so I sent them the product and what they had sent back, they had improved it and make it made it better. Yeah. And that feeling you were talking about when you put on this nice, good, fresh, <clears throat> clean pair of underwear, I would put it on in any like moments of uh, anxiety about the future. I would go to the closet and put that pair on. And it was just the one pair of the sample I had. And it was, it felt so good. And it would just, I would like a warm <laughs> rush of relief would wash over me. And, and it would just reassure me that everything's going to be fine. It's going to, you're going to work out. And, uh, the, and ultimately, you know, so far so good 10 years yeah. later. Roughly. Absolutely, we've been killing it, and and you know you guys were a huge part of of that growth way back in 2015. I, I we we came across Minfluential and Antonio, so, yeah, and and Terry, you know, yeah, who, yeah, yeah. So and then we started with with Antonio and he real men real style. It's unfortunate that his name, the name real men real style, real men is like offensive. Says Alpha M. Well, oh, that's the, the, yeah, yeah, man. Everybody's canceling everybody. It, yeah. And that's the, I, yeah, I, I, you know, like the whole like alpha male, like that's like, I didn't realize like when I was starting my channel, right. I, I was, when I, when I started my image consulting business, it was alpha M image consulting. And so I just wanted a name that kind of like resonated, like, Hey, this is about, you know, it, this is for like men, alpha M instead of male, like whatever. Now, you know, everybody, you know, this whole like alpha, it's just like, oh God, everybody, so, <laughs> see, I never even, toxic, toxic exactly, I, need, I never even connected the real men, real style. I never even thought about it like that. Or you, maybe you're canceling Antonio yourself. <laughs> yeah, I just put it out there. But no, I think you guys are getting somewhat shadow banned to an extent because you have, you have 6 million followers, you know, and then when you see other people getting more views with less followers and then you have more followers with less views. There's like, Hmm, that's a little no, bit. hundred percent, hundred percent. I think that in the past few years, YouTube has, has like, even like there are a lot of YouTubers that I used to follow that I still follow that, that used to like two years ago, get crazy views. And they're a little bit more like controversial a little bit. And now they're not getting, I think YouTube has definitely come succumb to the PC police a little bit and, and is definitely, um, you know, they are, they are, they are definitely aware of who is on their platform and who is not. Yeah. <laughs> so that, yeah, it's crazy. It is a little crazy. I just, I just started a rumble account and a lot of people are starting rumble accounts. And I don't know if you have, or are thinking about it, anything with regards to other platforms, but, um, you never know, you know, what's going to happen and the way you know, Rogan left for the most part. He does his clips on YouTube, and I love YouTube personally. Love you, YouTube. But, uh, <laughs> I love YouTube too. <laughs> I know, I do, and I do. And I, I it's it, the vacuum that was created when Rogan left. It, it should have it allow for a lot more views for the rest of us. Uh, I feel, but you know, he left for a reason, and and it's because of the censorship or whatever. Yeah. And I, it's possible that another 
rivalry, a rivaling kind of platform could come up. And, and I'm I'm seeing Rumble. There's a lot of sizzling over there. So just nice. keep an eye out on that one. All right, I'm gonna keep it out. I'm gonna go check it out after this podcast. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 the next like YouTube slash Instagram combined. It's pretty good. And I'm you got to you know Gary V. The, he's always talk. You do you follow? Yeah. Him? Yep. I mean, or at least in the past, I used to watch him, but if you watch him enough, you get the, the gist hustle. Yeah, I just, yeah, exactly. Gary V makes me feel bad about myself. <laughs> I, I've gotten to where I'm like, I can't get like, I'm still subscribed to him, but I mean, you know, I just like, it's just so much all the time. And then the, the NFT thing that he like, really like the V friends, I kind of like, I kind of, not that I have a problem with it. I just feel like he started that and now he's like got to keep it going because he convinced people to buy them and so like like it's this weird thing and i'm just like it just doesn't like i just don't get it and maybe like and i've tried to educate myself about you know nfts and stuff like that but i just feel like like he went hard on it and i think that he now is still hard on it and and it's just it's i i just think it's weird and he overcommitted like, on that over, i feel like he overcommitted to it and and like now he's got to perpetuate it because he sold people on it like really hard and so um i don't and i don't know and i could i probably missed a lot of conversations that he's done about it and i'm probably 100 wrong but I, I just think it's weird all these like animals and stuff that he's throwing on all this stuff now i'm just like like dude like it's gotten a little bit like cheesy. Yeah, I remember when him he was talking about it. I I don't I follow him sometimes, and I and and this one came up on my feed, and it was like something big's gonna happen, you know, and Ethereum's gonna go up real high, and so just be watch watch out. And May fifth, we're gonna launch this thing, and it's gonna do big. But I actually I haven't seen anything since then, and I didn't know I, he was launching NFT Animal series. Yeah, they're his. So it's it's all these like a NFTs that his like he had people draw and then he was selling them and and I'm like, uh, I don't get the NFT thing yet. I mean, but I some people I'm working with are doing like this Jody High Roller. Um, his name is Riff Raff. He's a rapper. He's really pretty cool actually. But he's doing uh, NFTs and it's like okay, if you can sell something for fifteen thousand dollars that is just an image of you dancing, then why not? I guess if people are willing to buy it, you know, go ahead. <laughs> right? I'm like, I just bought a real art piece from a, a real, like a physical yeah. painting, um, 1500 bucks. I'm pretty like, it's the biggest art piece I've ever bought. And it was from a, a, somebody that we've worked with for a while. And I was like, he was coming on hard times and he was trying to sell a painting. I was like, I'll buy it. But I can't really imagine buying something that's going to be, I have to like, pull it up to show my friends some from my phone or I don't know how uh, yeah the NFTs thing I I just I still I'm not I'm not like crypto but I but I it took me a while to understand cryptocurrency <laughs> I don't I still, understand it I still I'm, don't understand it 100 <laughs> percent yeah but I'm I'm definitely dabbling I'm definitely dabbling with the cryptos because with you know with uh inflation you know yeah the printing yeah. of money it's like okay what's working and I'm I'm pretty heavy. I'm pretty heavy in crypto, and it's it's. I w I didn't put in that much, but now it's it's gone up a little bit. Uh, since it had gone back down, it yeah, went yeah. back up, and I, I'm pretty happy with some you're of the selections. It, you're I'm making it crypto rain, Robert. <laughs> a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> and it's, well, and it's sweet because you know because of the sales with Sheath having gone down like 50 yeah. for the time being and then i look at my personal thing i'm like well okay my personal thing is actually doing pretty good and sheath is doing fine the only thing we're waiting on is more inventory and we just yeah. got notice that one of our air freight um boxes landed and so we're gonna it's like you know five thousand pairs and that'll hold us over for yeah a week or whatever great and then, good good yeah that's and so hopefully you get some some good news and you may, you you can move those those wipes i'm moving them i'm giving them away <laughs> so that every that's all what all my friends are getting for christmas i'll i'll get rid of these things <laughs> that's hilarious and you know we were going to do a soap we we started doing like a soap line um but it didn't kind of materialize so it's kind of in the waiting in the wings but you're are you i imagine you're constantly getting proposed new like deals to work with companies that you just kind of lend your name to 
Is that how? Not not so much. It for me. Um, well, Terry fields a lot of the a lot of the questions and and inquiries. Um, you know, for me, it's about just really being a little bit more disciplined with with what I actually do because. I, I have a tendency to to want to try a lot of stuff, and you know I think that that's one of the things that that ends up hurting me in the end because you know even you can't chase every dollar, right? And I think if you try to do that, you're going to, you know, it's it's just not you're gonna go crazy. That, yeah, it's yeah. not sustainable. sustainable. And so for me, it's about you know really just doubling down and 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 focusing more attention and time on the things that are working and exactly. not try to 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 bite off too many things. Like I started a sunglass company that, that, um, you know, it's taken more time and energy and it's harder than I realized it was going to be in terms of, of bandwidth. And, um, and so it's, it's still a work in progress in terms of trying to figure out that, that business. And, and, you know, with, with skincare and, and, and grooming products, we don't get many returns or exchanges, right? Well, apparel and sunglasses and accessories, a different thing. And so trying to, you know, balance, you know, how that all works. Mm -hmm. And it's, I mean, you know, you know, with, with returns, I mean, that's the, yes, your products are light and easy to ship, but you get returns. And so fortunately, just to point out, we get very few returns. Like really so lucky. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like 1%. Oh, wow. Yeah. And so, I know I've heard some weird statistic, like, like companies have like a 30% return some, and I'm like, Whoa, that would be a nightmare. If no, we it's had a, that. Yeah. We don't have a 30% return, but I mean, you know, with sunglasses, I guess sunglasses are different than underwear. Like <clears> you're <throat> small, you're small, mediums, medium, whatever. So sunglasses, you know, most people buy them in a store. And so you go in, you try them on, eh, these don't really look right. Well, when it's an e-commerce sunglass company, you know, they get them, they try them they're like, eh, I don't really like it. And, and, you send it back. And so it's like, well, how do you, at, at, at first I was offering free shipping, free returns, free this, uh, screw, fuck that. Like, I was losing <laughs> my ass. And yeah. so, um, so I had to change the way that I do returns. My return policy has had to be modified a bit, but, but yeah, the shipping e-commerce business, it's, it's, it's challenging. That was, well, and that's, I love this conversation. I'm glad I didn't, yeah, I didn't know how involved you were with all of that. Um, with returns, well, with shipping, I remember we were working with this guy and he was like, dude, you got to do free shipping because if you do free shipping, your sales are going to go way up and everybody wants free shipping. Love you all. Sorry, you have to pay for shipping. Somebody's got to pay for the, somebody's got to pay for the shipping. And if I pay for it, like then now we're, now we just raised the price of the product. So it's either way, it's going to be a wash. Um, because we did try what he said for like a week and it didn't do anything. I was like, they don't give a fuck. No, gonna pay that, that, that's it. And, and that is, and, and the reason why a lot of people say that is because of Amazon, right? It's that we yes. live in a prime age. And, mm -hmm. and so on, on one of my companies, you know, the Pete and Pedro, you've got to hit $60. Hey, you hit $60. Hey. We'll get free shipping domestically. Exactly. But, but you know, it's if not, it's five dollars. It's a flat five dollars. That's reasonable, and yeah, then exactly. it, it puts them on the spot. I mean, or like if you had to go to the mall, you're gonna have to drive and get in your car and like pay for gas. I mean, like so nothing's free. No, know? and and with Amazon, I'm one of the few. <laughs> I feel like I'm one of the few people that actually charges for shipping on Amazon. I'm like oh. screw Prime. I'm like what I'm going to, I'm not in business to make no money. Like it's, you know, this, I'm a capitalist. I want to, I want to, you know, sell products, Amen. but I want to, I want to make money. That's the reason why I, I risk, you know, what I do in order to, you know, generate, you know, revenue. And, and, and if I can generate a profit, that means that I can invest that profit into doing other things and adding exactly. new products. And, and so it's hiring it's, new people. Yep. I mean, and giving back, we give back a lot of like to charity and different organizations, like whatever we can. Yeah. Even providing work for other people and all these fighters. Sometimes I think of that as charity because, yeah. you know, it's like yeah. I'm helping these dudes and I don't know that I'm getting a return. Yeah. Um, no, absolutely. 100%. So, yeah, shipping is, is, <laughs> shipping is one of the biggest, shipping for us is the, is other than next to the products, that's the highest, that's the next highest line item in terms of expenses that you're going to see is, oh, is yeah. shipping. And it's getting, and it's going to get worse. And so, and I'm not trying to dissuade anybody from starting a, a business that ships products, but it's, it's, uh, it's, challenging logistically it's challenging from a customer service standpoint it's challenging because you know people are always like where's my order where's my order where's my order it's like well well the the tracking link says that it's you know 
wherever, or it says it's delivered and, and it, I don't have it. And well, did you check with your neighbor? Well, no. And then you find out you give them, you know, it, it's, there's just so many. Yeah, no, hundred <laughs> percent that happens or, or they'll get a shipping notice and it, they didn't get it. But then the next day it arrives and you're like, just wait one day. It pro- it's probably going to be there. We have that weird scenario happen all too frequently. <laughs> it's li- they literally got it. It's just mixed up in their mail. And, um, you know, one thing that came across, you actually called my phone recently and you gave me a message from TJ Hanley that you guys were changing <laughs> your uh, packaging options because you always, I would always buy the, t- the, you know, the kit and yeah, it would yeah. come with all the stuff prepackaged. And I never, and I, I have like 10 of those little scrubs. Yeah. I don't use the scrub either. And, and I don't use it either. I, I, I'm like, screw this. No. Well, that was one of the things. Yeah. We, uh, you know, and that's one of the, one of the hardest things to do in business, I think is when you get something in your head, like this is the way it needs to be. And you put it out there and your customers will tell you, no, this isn't the way that I want it. Or this isn't the way that I like it. No, no, no. This is the way you need it. You know, when you actually stop and you're like, okay, wait a second. If you're telling me something, maybe I'm not right. And so, you know, with, with T. Janley for the first four years, you know, it was like either you bought our system or you couldn't be a customer of ours. And so, you know, and, you know, so over the course of the past, like three, two years, I would say, we have been realizing that there something needs to change in terms of the way that we allow people to buy whatever they want. And so, you know, even though, yes, we want you to be on a system, this system, and if you use this system, the way that we tell you, it's going to work for you and you're going to have great results. If you don't use it that way, like what, you're not going to, I, I'm not going to allow you to buy my products. Like that's crazy. And so, so we ended up, I mean, it's been a huge technological lift and a, 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 a e-commerce, I mean, a, a, um, a, um, a fulfillment it like, there's so many different facets. Oh, I bet. Yeah. We're trying to do, well, because we're trying to do what you guys just did. And I would like some insight on that, but so sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, uh, so yeah, the uh, technology. And so now what we do is basically, Hey, come in, you can literally buy and build whatever system you want and get it at whatever frequency you want. Um, you know, the majority of our customers are still on the system, but what we, what we found is that our average order value has gone up. Like people are staying longer. It's like, Oh, so <laughs> should have done this in the beginning, but you don't know what you don't know. And you, uh, you know, you try, but I guess the, the takeaway is you got to listen to your customers because ultimately they're going to be the, the, the reason why your business is successful or not. And you can't be that ignorant as a business owner or an entrepreneur to think that you've got it all figured out, uh-huh. you know, and, and another thing just to do is, is, and to realize is that, you know, if you're waiting to try to make everything perfect and try and think through all the scenarios before you actually launch a product, you're never going to launch that product. You've got to get it out there, get it in people's hands, put it on their body, let them stick their nuts in the pouch, Robert. <laughs> and, and then they're going to like, let them give you feedback exactly. because what you launch with is not going to be the same product that is, is what you're going to be selling in the next, you know, six months, a year, you've got to get it into people's hands. You got to let them use it and test it and try it and interact with it. And then, you know, just listen to the feedback, get the feedback and, um, and, and adjust. And that's it. That's how you, that's how you grow a business. That's how you are going to keep up with, with the, uh, the, the trends and the changes and, and what your customers want, because they ultimately are going to dictate your success or failure. It's a team team effort. Did do you, are you on Shopify with Tej? Yeah, I'm on okay. Shopify with everything. I love Shopify. I love Shopify too. Shout out to Shopify. Shop- I actually start. Yeah, I started with them, and then I whatever. I tried like four different Squarespace and Big Cartel and all these other ones, and I went back to Shopify. Shopify's got it figured out, man. Yeah, and uh, and you know they they are they are they're a monster, and but they just they're, they're smart and their their system is bulletproof and. And uh, for the most part, there are issues, there are, you know, there are problems, but that's with anything. And, and I've been on Magento, which is a huge, like I've had a Magento platform. I've had, you know, uh, all sorts of different, um, you know, WooCommerce. I've I've done a a bunch of different ones and there's nothing that touches Shopify. It's too easy. Just easy. And yeah, exactly. It's easy. It's affordable. And it just, it takes a lot of the, the headaches out of the equation that are there with many, 
other platforms that I've ever used. So yeah, Shopify. Go <laughs> Shopify. I also have stock. We're gonna clip Shopify. this out and we're gonna we're gonna exactly. I have, I have Shopify stock, so it's I'm not 100 percent unbiased either. <laughs> uh, smart. Yeah, it's a yeah, great man. company. Um, but so but we're trying to build a build a bundle package on our Shopify platform, and it's been ch- somewhat challenging. Yeah. There, there, there are limitations with Shopify, you know, in terms of, um, you know, subscriptions, you, you know, there, there's, you know, a lot of different plugin options, you know, for subscriptions, you know, there's a company called recharge that, uh, that, that helps with subscriptions you've got, you know, but yeah, the, the, the custom building aspect is, is challenging. And we've had to do a lot of technological, you know, initiatives in, in yeah. order to sort of get that figured out because we've been native, working on that for like six months and yeah oh it's it's hard shopify, okay. na- native shopify is not the most like function like there's a lot of functionality but but it's also kind of like one dimensional in terms of you go to the store you buy a product you add it to a cart and you check out like that's shopify now in terms of like upselling and cross-selling there are different you know plugins and things mm-hmm. of that nature that you can get that that are are incredibly helpful. <clears throat> Something else that we recently installed at Pete and Pedro is um is actually a coupon blocker. One of the problems with Ooh. with with uh, Honey and um you know the uh, the the Chase I believe shopping app is that it gets really hard with these platforms. If you've got it installed in your browser, you know it's testing and trying all these different codes. And so if you've got a bunch of codes out there, you like a you're giving away free money because you're you're giving people are getting codes that never ever had a code or knew about the code exactly and um and then the other problem is that it makes attribution to advertising harder right so if you're doing three campaigns with three different people and they each have their own code maybe one code will get picked up in the the honey or the the shopping you know sort of discount deal like coupon yep. sites and it'll attribute them all to him. Yep. And so what we figured out, we actually have been we're playing around and testing this one at Pete and Pedro. I saved $6,000 last month of discounts that I didn't need to give away. Nice. Yeah. And so there, there's, you know, there, there's entrepreneurial, you know, ingenuity that is, that is trying to stop some of these things that, you know, at first you're like, Ooh, cool shopping app. Well, if you're, if you're, if you own a shop, a store, you don't want those coupon sites because, you know, you're, you're giving away free money on it. And it just throws off the numbers. Like you said, like I, I, we had one code come up and I was like, we didn't, we haven't run an ad with this guy in like six months. Like, why is this code running so heavy right now? hundred percent. And then you check honey and it, it pops up. So I love it. Code blocker, recharge, getting a lot of valuable information out there, <laughs> you guys. And I would like potentially the name of the person that helped you build that bundler. And we can do that like maybe after yeah. the fact or have yeah, them yeah. email me because we like straight up been working on it for like six months. And that's one of the things that people want. They want to like build a pack and be able to, um, pick and choose. And then as they buy more, maybe like little discounts, uh, yeah, yeah. and that's kind of, so we're trying to provide the best service for our customers always. And as you are, and yep, absolutely. I really appreciate you coming on here. It's Robert, it was fun, man. It was totally fun. This is, <laughs> this is awesome. I can talk business all day, every day. Yeah. That's, that's what I love. I love, I'm an entrepreneur. I mean, yes, I do YouTube, but you know, what I am is an entrepreneur at heart and, and at soul. And, uh, you know, business is amazing. Entrepreneurship is incredible, but it's hard as fuck. And you just got to be ready. And not everybody is supposed to be an entrepreneur. And there's nothing wrong with getting a good job. There's nothing wrong with that. And that's one of the downsides to, I think, this whole like hustle culture, social media thing is that everybody thinks they need to be an entrepreneur when the truth is they aren't built for it because in order to be, you know, in order to do this, you know, nothing's easy and it's going to take a lot of sleepless nights. It's going to take wearing, it's going to take, you know, you having to, you know, give up a lot of things in order to, you know, realize success. And I, and, and it's not for everybody and there's nothing wrong with a great job, <laughs> you know, and, and there are many times that, you know, I, my wife, she works for a company and, and, 
I, I, I'm like, Man, I've never been paid for a day off in my life. Like, how does that work? And you know, it's, it, you can't shut it off. And people are like, oh well, you know, when do you, when do you, you know, turn it off? It's like when you own a business, you never turn it off. You might not be physically like, like sending emails and looking at the data, but you're never not thinking about it. You're never not like. Like, you know, checking your, you're on vacation at the beach and you're looking to see what you got. At least that's the way I am. Yeah. I mean, you don't shut it off. You don't because it's your baby. It's your, it's, you know, it's something that you've built. And when you start to see it sort of thrive and actually work, you're like, fuck, I'm not letting this bitch go. I'm going to continue to, to work as hard as I need to, to keep it going. And so I love that. It's hard. I love that. But, but I don't like, it would be nice maybe to have a nine to five. Not, I don't (laughs) want it. Some days to get off, to have that. Okay. I'm off work now. Let's party or whatever. Yeah. You know, but it sounds like a good thing, but there's, if you are somebody that, that wants to be an entrepreneur, you know, there's nothing more rewarding or fulfilling. And so, you know, I'm not trying to say that you shouldn't do it, but it's you know it's it, ready a, yeah just be ready it's hard it's it's yeah it's war and you're competing with you know with everybody else and everybody's competing for the same dollars so just be ready that you know but shopify is a great resource <laughs> <laughs> thank you aaron thank robert, you robert so you're a rock star shoot me an email with anything you need and i'll connect you with uh with with uh, my guys and see if they can help you man I love it. I appreciate the camaraderie, all the business owners. Thank you everyone for joining. Come back next time. We're going to get Brandon Marino next week, his brother. Nice. Yeah, so, my, my cousin. cousin. <laughs> and uh, like a lot of more, a lot more great conversations and learning uh, to come. So subscribe, tell your friends, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Peace.